Hi, good evening, brother man. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can okay. How about myself? Oh, you're coming through fantastic, sexually radio-voiced and all. Awesome. Those Blue Yetis are actually really worth their weight and salt. Oh, is that what I'm listening to you on? Yeah. Uh, this oh. is the. It, it's really nice because it has a mixer inside of it, too. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, if it's all right with you, I'm going to throw in a smexy little intro here, and then we're going to dive right into a wonderful chess game and hopefully fun conversation. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, for those of you who have just arrived, good evening, good morrow, and good morning. Hope you are doing well today. I'm gathered with the Mad Hatter himself. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing well. Hanging in there. Hey, I feel that. I feel that. So tell me, why, why are we playing chess? Uh, I just, I've been playing chess for a long time. It's a great st strategic game for all different ages. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes you think. And two games are normally not the same especially when you get like eight, nine moves in. Hey, fucking men to that. I won't challenge that at all, especially. So that's one of the things that I don't understand when it comes to the experts of chess. And you talked about this a bit, and I think in one of the comments you had left her in, in some discussion, but it was how the you can know a move and know a game in three moves, so to speak, right? You know, yeah. like there's all oh, that it just it's almost spooky when I consider it. Yeah, the first uh, like four or five moves you can do a quick checkmate um so there's a lot of good youtubers and content creators that are it's becoming a thing again like chess is popular um but uh it's it's really getting down to watching like if you start playing the same people over and over again you'll get the idea of how they like to play and uh it's kind of like the relationship back and forth, you know, and then especially the conversations over a chessboard. So tell me where, you know, when was the, what was the first game first? Who did you first play with in your first game? So I actually learned from my grandmother. Um, oh. I don't even think she knew how to play, but she kind of set me aside. Um, being raised by a single mother, pretty much. And uh, my sister got a lot of the limelight. So my grandma set, stepped me aside and it was about three, four years, little Smurf, and uh, <laughs> taught me how all the pieces moved. And that always stuck with me, just being able to take that time and, you know, sharing. You know, it's funny, my grandma, uh, my Nana, as she is, she was my, I mean... Oh, here's that. So, okay. How do I, before, uh, before I start the conversation, how do I start this match officially? How do we do that? Do I need to click the link again? Uh, possibly click the link again. I can get you a little uh, smart code again. It'll should yeah. link us up. Cause I've signed up for it and I've got the challenge link, find friends. And I didn't know, or if you know your username, I can put that in as well. Yeah, that works as well. Um, here, this should be the easiest by just clicking that should just start it. Boom. Close that. Open that one up. Oh, there we go. There Sweet. we go. Wonderful. All right. Well, let's uh, let's seal our fate sooner rather than later. As well. And now I want to add you as a friend. So the next time we play, we don't. We just oh. have to open up and make life and a little click, easier. Yeah. Let's yeah. click that right there. Accept request. Oh. Well, I'm going to do that at the end that way because I've got it yeah. there. I clicked. I probably went to accept <laughs> it as soon as you sent it. There we go. All right. Awesome. 
Okay. So yeah, no, uh, back into that point, right. About how, you know, your grandma kind of exposed that to you. Likewise, that was a similar space. And I never understood in the beginning what everything did, but the path to discovering how everything could work together and the unique strategy to not looking far enough ahead. Right. So there's the, everybody hears about openings, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There there's some openings that are better than the others um, just as, people have played but honestly it only goes about 8 to 12 13 and then by that point you get into a unique game oh see i boarded the game because i didn't move let's try that again (laughs) rematch i'll take the victory (laughs) are we playing ranked oh we probably are um all right so um it's really getting down to understanding why the certain openings are but it only goes so far um once you start breaking away it gets very difficult to so there's the beginning game mid game and end game beginning game you're getting your formations and kind of getting an idea how the lay of the land is going to play your mid game is where you want to do a lot of your trades and try not to end up screwing yourself. <laughs> See, I'm an expert self fucker. Don't, don't <laughs> tempt me. That's me too. I think everybody is. Um, and my favorite saying is a uh, person to win at chess is the second to last person to make a mistake. Oh, see, now that's, and that's always, I'll be honest, my daughter can whoop my ass at checkers based off that same fucking logic. And it's yeah. insane. I'll make one mistake and I'm like, wow, that turned into a three-piece loss. Yeah. I did not see that coming. It shoots in ladders on a whole different scale. So, um, and, and the other thing is, I like it about life. Dumb. People that like winning at chess all the time, it gets boring because you don't learn anything. So what do you think is the most valuable lesson you've learned while playing chess? Probably just part strategy, but the really just having fun with it and my anxiety gets up. So I've been really working on in my life, um, just trying to stay calm and pay attention and not let the anxiety get to me so i don't react i can see outside and we all get that tunnel vision so it's mm-hmm. trying to break away from that do you find that you are more able to break out of that tunnel vision by getting a bigger perspective or by understanding that fixed like that fixed position um a little of both so uh, you have to see what you're trying to do and uh, how you're threatening certain squares and how they interact with your pieces together. And then you have to see how your opponent is and where they're threatening. And uh, especially with the shorter, quicker games, you, you can't spend a lot of time um, contemplating everything. Now. So in, in the, in the deep realms of contemplation, when it comes to just in general, if we're talking about life, making moves and progressing towards, victory you know to capture the queen of whatever the goal or to capture the king of whatever goal we may be facing what do you do when you can't see the pieces coming Mm, that's probably the hardest thing is uh you just have to kind of look at the different uh 
how what's going on and really flow with it i guess you know and not forget where where you're at i think that's a big one and that's why i like shorter games versus longer games because i get lost it's like what was the last four moves what was i doing here and i'm really bad at that see i'll be honest i've uh, i've smoked far too much weed uh <laughs> to, to not be victim to short-term memory loss and the amount of times that i find myself in a unique position even in this match alone i'm like oh fuck well i didn't i really didn't think i just moved versus taking that time and engaging with that the foresight because there's a difference between an expert player who feels like they're you know it when they when you watch them play it's almost effortless but then you can take an amateur player and when they will play it you could feel the effort as they're yeah. trying to do the best that they can the differences between these two positions how you arrive at one and how you begin at the other are vast mm-hmm. as like so you get into places where you're you're learning from those other players so looking at other chess players in your life how have you learned from them oh man that's a good one I find that we a lot of people try to learn from values and stuff like that, but it's not always the values, it's sometimes the flaws and why we have those flaws in understanding that we can get a bigger scope on things. All right. I like that. I like it's, that a lot. It's not so much the answer, but how you got there. You know what I mean? Because if Oh, I mean, yeah, that that tracks. Yeah. All right. So stepping beyond the game and looking into the, you know, the, the life of one Matt Hatter, what does your world look like? How do you mm. view the world? And if we're talking about it, is, you know, is the world a giant game of chess or is it a mythological dick swinging contest? Oh uh, man, mine has been one struggle after another. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I had spine surgery like a few years ago. Oh shit. Yeah. I hemorrhaged my C5, C6. Motherfucker, dude. That's, that's, that's beyond bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was about a year of pain. Uh, and then dealing with doctors that were just like, you're not fine. You're just completely, you're a nice, strong young male. I'm like, don't touch me. I was like, you won't die. <laughs> um, so just convincing them that I was not interested in pain medication, that I was fine with uh, using marijuana to try to help mm-hmm. uh, alleviate some of the pain that I was having and especially the mood because I couldn't sit standing. You know, I had to have my head braced completely or I was in just the screaming pain. Like only way I can describe it is like drunk pain. Oh, I'm so sorry. And and unless you've gone through chronic pain, it's really hard to describe. And I personally will never look at someone and be like, you're not going through something right now. Oh, my God. Right. Chronic pain versus uh, and it's very different. Is very different versus you know intermediate or what is effectively non non perpetual pain, right? Yeah. You've got symptoms, and it, it can even seem like it goes on forever, but it's not really constant chronic right. pain. And how much your mentality? So as you've looked at how you you know different methods and moods to uh, to improve your mind, your your mental state, you really found that that's helped. That's helped the physical pain yourself. Oh, absolutely! Uh, is just being able to. Um, put your focus somewhere else and and it it may not relieve everything just like any kind of pain but it can help 
get your mind off from it. Um, a big part of how I got through spine surgery, because I didn't want to lay in a bed. I wasn't going to hurt myself any more than I was already going through. Right. So I, I walked. I walked everywhere for hours just to try to just next. I was playing Ingress at the time. So it was like just the next portal. And I would walk yeah. for like six hours at a time. <laughs> That's a good description of that game. Yeah. Oh, you've played? Um, I've watched, right? So I'm, I'm one of those uh, sick fuckers who gets just as much of a, a ride off of watching other people play games as I do playing them. Nice. No, I mean, that's one of those that I put on in the background. That, that, that it's like, I like to hear the ambient sound of the game. And some of the dialogue you'll hear from various commenters while they're playing it, kind of dealing with the innate existential dread, which in, is inculcated in that game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Mad like, competitivism. <laughs> like, people are so competitive about that game. Have you played a No Man's Sky? Um, I I've seen a lot of play of it. I own it. It's just one of those games that have been collecting dust. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It. I got it because of an ad I watched. I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. And then I like I opened it up and I was I was immediately daunted. Yeah, there's so much. The last obsession I had was Minecraft, Ingress and Minecraft. Oh, you know, I okay. So I love. Uh, I just just recently joined a. Mm. a masonic minecraft server and that one's been really fun because i get to play with brothers which at a certain point in time i never thought i'd be able to do but that's a deep like i've been playing that game since 2011 but I, playing, I get into it yeah, now and it's so alpha. different oh fuck okay yeah so i got on early yeah that was a bad move you you uh left your rook hanging yeah i saw that i'm like well you know we're gonna we're gonna um <clears throat> we're gonna run Roll with it. Oh, I misclicked. God dang it. I hit the wrong pawn. Well, I accept. I accept my loss. Attack five. Sometimes we're thinking immediately in the moment and not for the long day. I confess it immediately. Everybody. uh, Honestly, that's the other thing. Anybody that says they're perfect at anything, I call bullshit. Like they know everything about any particular one subject, even like they can be a master on it. Yeah. The people that I know that are really good at stuff, they say, I'm still learning. I I just love it so much. I want to continue learning. See, I think that's the, I think that's the trick right there is where it's how you can tell somebody who's been caught in the the glass ceiling of hubris where they perceive that they've made it. Right. Versus that true master has never arrived at that state, merely contemplated that it could exist if it if it one did. Right. So when we talk about uh, unique approaches to life, you know, self-medicated paths, things by which you've uniquely found the power to change your world. What is the most remarkable or not remarkable? Fuck it. What is just what's something you've noticed that you have control over in your life? Oh, breathing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I when things seem like I'm still going through stuff, right? Like I'm rehousing my dog right now because it just I've been oh. fighting it, and the park's just not budging, and so mm-hmm. really, when things seem overwhelming, keep it as basic as possible, and then yeah, steps towards you know, um, well, where you can control things. 
so within breathing, you know, what's, what's, what's the next step beyond that? Cause I'll be honest, I thought it was interesting that you start with an audit and uh, automatic process. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you can control it. I, that's definitely wouldn't have been what I first thought of. So what really took you to, to that being your, 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 your first contact point with control? Because a lot of like, Oh, I've been homeless and I've had a lot of struggles in my life. So sometimes the basic stuff is really a lot easier than, uh, trying to handle all of the problems. Um, and sometimes things are out of our control. Actually, a lot of times things are out of control. Yeah. Pardon me. And then, um, what I've been getting into lately is trying to, instead of it being out of control, oh my goodness, it's exciting. I, I don't know what's going to happen, even though it, trying to reframe those thoughts and it's not always easy. So, um, like, what's wrote, it? for Go a ahead, good I'm example, sorry. um, Minecraft, I got obsessed with Minecraft. I took it to a very unhealthy level for a long time, but I was homeless at the time. So it got me to be social. I got to talk to people and, um, met a lot of cool individuals, but, um, probably the way I was doing it, not the best, but, um, would you consider yourself an addictive person? Oh, I think we all are at a certain point. It's just as those addictive, what are we getting addicted to? Well, right. I mean, we, we all get addicted to dopamine. Mm -hmm. um, is it a long-term dopamine though, or is it a short, quick? It seems. Um... Uh, for example, like um, what what is it? What the dopamine is. You know what I mean? Man, I'm trying to put it into better words. So um, it's how we're making space for it instead of pushing our what we want out of it. Because I'm also taking it into relationships. Ooh, that's not a good move for you. <laughs> um, I mean, you got it protected by your pawn. But I have an option to hang your queen let it hang and a little to the left my friend let's do it mm, actually oh i can't castle because you're threatening across that oh okay i'll go like this then that'll work develop finish developing the other night so like these things that we do, like Minecraft or uh, art or stuff like that, it can go into a very unhealthy level. Um, any of our passions and our virtues and stuff like that. But I think sometimes our flaws are what makes us human. It's how we go overcome our struggles, struggles that uh, shows our character. And that's what, for me, what makes us human and Oh, I definitely think that 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 connects into what you're talking about earlier. You know, it's the journey. Mm -hmm. It really does connect in more to the journey than it does any individual perspective that any one point within that journey could tell you. 
be at the end or the beginning or any of them in the middle. And I think people get a lot very attached to that, that you have to understand like that this moment could somehow tell you something that would uniquely belong anywhere else but that moment. You know, you got people who read about books that foretell the future, but from the past and they, 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 they extrapolate such meaning to things. But oftentimes I wonder if they, the, the, if they've taken the time to consider that, what if it didn't mean that, right? You have the counter thought, you have the counter path in space. Yeah. Uh, the whole duality as well. And I, I think it's going back to, are we, are we letting it shape us or are we shaping it? Are we mm-hmm. the chariot or the charioteer? That whole dynamic tango so let's move for so so on that right let's talk about free will what's your what are your thoughts on that Ooh, uh i like the matrix whole idea of that is not knowing the answer but understanding the question so you're probably going to make the same choice again you know if you know especially if you know who you are but if you understand why you made those choices maybe you can influence them a little bit better I think that's, I think, okay. Go about it a different way. I like that a lot. Especially when you look at, sometimes it's very difficult to try to get somebody to make a different decision. That's, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like the amount of times I'll look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I'm smoking again. Or, oh, I'm doing a thing I know I shouldn't do. And I'm very aware of that. But I, and I was aware of that when I did it. But I still didn't stop myself from doing it. So what's been able to motivate being able to make those kinds of changes, like smoking less (laughs) or, or exercising more combination there. It's understanding why, why do you do it? And do you really understand the why? Absolutely. And and that's uh, really hard to do sometimes because we can the whole blinders thing. And I think that's gets to the second part is finding people you relate to finding people you can trust. So you can have that sounding board. Hmm. How do you know when somebody's a safe sounding board? Oh, uh, that's a a good, they don't, they push you in the right ways. If that makes sense. Um, So give me an example of being pushed in the right way. And then give me an example of being pushed in the wrong. um, Well, I have friends that are all different. I think we both do uh, friends that are all different sexual orientations and live their life in different ways and i have hard limits you know Mm -hmm. can't hurt themselves or someone else basic stuff yeah um i i respect their choices on life but if they're pushing their will on me the things that they like that's the limit for me personally if it's they're pushing an idea of like hey you're kind of going a little off to jupiter trying to check in with me type stuff that's a little different you're naughty it took me a second to figure out what i was going to do on that one yeah i made a I very like, oh, interesting shit. problem for you <laughs> hmm it's like the direct path so let's let's i mean what's i mean out of curiosity what is your unique uh, spiritual I, view? I, I botched 
Uh, my spiritual view, um, I was raised Christian. But um, do you still call yourself that? No, I don't. <laughs> I love the rapidness to that sound. <laughs> uh, not that I, I'm, I'm, I have a problem with anybody that is Christian. It is, I've just seen a lot of people, for one, hit themselves over the head that they're not right and stuff like that. And then since I have to live up to these expectations, they start hitting other people over the head with the same thing. If I have to live up to that wolf, surely you have to. Yeah. And, and that's very rough for me. Oh, okay. So I like that you say that because that's funny. Even in my own family, that became what was the greatest division point, you know, where we kind of did the, where we just separated almost indefinitely was where hypocrisy was, where, where it was present in the place that it was given. Like the same laws that my family taught me, they didn't follow. Yeah. And so that encouraged me to challenge the church. It encouraged me to challenge a lot of things and figure out what was valid and what was not. Have you ever undergone something similar? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I've, I've been through, oh, when I first moved out, I, I had someone that taught me about biofeedback and meditation and stuff like that. But um, he ended up using like that knowledge and stuff and, held that ego up and held it over me so i learned uh -huh. very, yeah it wasn't very pretty um not really going into you know too yeah, many details no, but uh, you're fine um so that kind of thing so i i always give a little word of caution anytime someone is like oh teacher and stuff like that and it's like i don't think it's all like that personally um yeah and um so what do you think lies for the individual who has that perspective you know so because likewise to be bound in one where it's kind of like i don't really call anybody teacher because i call everyone teacher it's not anyone it is everyone but for those people who almost deify an individual you see it a lot on tiktok yeah. you see it a yeah. lot in social media where you have people who just like from brand to you know they just they're behind these people like they fucking know them but they don't yeah yeah absolutely so, what what inspires that? I think it's sometimes we want to be related to so badly. And it's kind of like that dynamic that happens. And it, um, what is, what am I going for? Um, it's the whole, I'm trying to put it right. Um, we want to be entertained and understand and relate to people, but these social media platforms, no matter what they are, they're an imperfect mirror of society. Right. Right. And that we naturally have that dynamic going on. Um, kind of like, uh, what's that song? Some people want to be abused and some, uh, uh, Oh, are you talking Seven Nation Army? Yeah, yeah, yeah. White Stripes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or Seven Nation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I can play that. Yeah, yeah. No, that song has deep memory connected to it, and I think it does for everybody who really hears it at any time of transition in their life because of what it talks about. Right? You know, it really gives you this view of that. It's like some some people want to be hit. Yeah. Some people are asking for it, begging for it. That's their sense of pleasure. 
that's their piece. Others want to hit. Yeah. Others want for, they want you. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and I don't think it's always just the violence and stuff, even though we, we like violence. We're very negative. Like you see action films and stuff like that. Explosions. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's the whole story and stuff like that. It's part of, um, here's the thing. Uh, do you think all manipulation is bad? No, me either. Uh, I definitely like being a parent. I, I would be really hypocritical if I, if I, if I said, if, if I said, that, uh, yes, just because all I, all I do in, in many spaces as a parent is intentionally manipulate my child into situations whereby they can pick the better of two options. Right. But or we also any, enjoy, we enjoy manipulation because that's the reason why we watch movies. And oh, for sure. I mean, oh, I never thought to, about that. Yeah. We relate to the character. And if we didn't, uh, weren't manipulated by it, why would we watch it? Yeah, you know, that's fair, because I, I remember even as a kid, there was a moment where I got tired of watching movies because I always knew what was going to happen. And then as I got older and into a state of either emotional adolescence or um, what have you, I, I became more uh, or even as an adult, I became more emotionally vulnerable to them. Yeah. Like 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 as a like I was craving that intentional manipulation of how I felt. And then likewise, I've even become more jaded and guarded towards that. I don't watch shit that makes me feel bad anymore. I hate it. Right. Fuck it. Like, no. Right. But that's the same reason why people watch Saw and, you know, super, because we become super desensitized. And it's like, um, I like a lot of the tantric meditations and stuff. And it seems like, like mm -hmm. raising this bar and then you get the dopamine and stuff. And then that bar is a little higher and doing good meditation. It kind of brings the bar back down. You know I mean? It does. Yeah. So that's, it's interesting. I wonder how many aspects of our life could be qualified as meditation and not constructed meditation. Ouch. That one hurt me. You got that rook. Yeah, at least I take care of that. Night. <laughs> <laughs> it just, that just hurt. I know it was nothing, but it was just kind of like, Oh, let me just sweep this under the rug. Just gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that my queen's gone now too, for some reason. Hey, I didn't notice mine disappear either. So the weed's good enough. But... Best medicine ever. Herbal supplements all the way. So I, I, it's one of the interesting things. The relationship with weed has been a very evolving one, um, especially as self and psyche has grown through like my family drank. They took pills. They did, like any kind of narcotic that was not natural. They took such a way that like drinking your dinner was common. Yeah. So when it came to choosing something that was different and kind of battling with the sense of addiction, like I've seen addiction, I know addiction. So when in myself, I crave weed, I crave to smoke and I'm trying to like, but I'm still under a process of self-evaluation. Why am I, why do I struggle so much that I want to smoke if it isn't a bad thing or it is a better, you know, like, so there, 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 it's created a really interesting dichotomy in me as I've come to, you know, really sit in a sense of peace with it now that I didn't, you know, at one point in time in my life for you, have you had any unique struggles with that with weed in particular? So I remember when it used to be like chisel off a quarter, um, like old press weed and it, seeing the, everything change. Um, and I was from the early eighties. So a lot of medication and Ritalin and all that fun stuff. Um, 
depressant because I, you know, um, several stepfathers, you know, I was a depressed kid. So they put me on all kinds of fun medications. Um, and marijuana personally has helped me a lot from after I became 18 to break away from that stuff. Um, do you feel like you ever were able to approach a, a sense of normal before it? Um, I was, I don't even like being called normal. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe a sense of uh, <laughs> like, cause not normal, but right. Yeah. A sense of non internal, like non combustible friction. Well, go right? back like, to normal, you know, what goes off as normal nowadays, you know? Well, so let's look at normal on an individual level, right? Fuck what anybody else would determine. What, mm -hmm. what, whatever normal would look like to you, right? If you feel in a sense of normal now with your relationship with the, with marijuana as a medication, go to a point somewhere and you didn't have that kind of a relationship. Okay. Um, hmm. I probably have a harder time with cigarettes than I do marijuana. Um, you know, um, I don't know if you smoke cigarettes. I did for, um, yeah, I smoked, smoked cigarettes for a long time. Then I vaped and then inevitably I switched. I swapped nicotine for weed. Nice. That's a good swap. Um, it's a lot harder for me personally. Like I can, I go and I'd be like, oh, I'm out of marijuana. That really sucks. Versus um, <laughs> I run out of cigarettes and I'm s smelling the ashtrays. I'm like, maybe I can just get one more hit off from this fucking <laughs> cigarette butt. Oh, do I get that? Oh, okay. Um, so it's very, marijuana has always been very different for me. Um, it's always been more of a social uh, thing, even though I smoke by myself. Um, hey, it, sometimes it's social with the voices in your head. <laughs> like... <laughs> When did you start smoking cigarettes? Um, I started uh, at 18 uh, when I started mm. smoking cigarettes. Uh, my first girlfriend wouldn't quit, so I chose to start. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to okay. see if I can get mate here. Um, I might just start pushing a pawn just to make this easier. Yeah, we can kill it. <laughs> Clearly, you've won. I'm not going to sit here and fuck around that like, oh, victory is nigh. I have a plan. I don't. I'm sitting here like, how do I bend over and just let, let you finish? You, you can resign, too. Like, Oh, look at that. Look, victory is yours. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Let's play again. Oh, that's it. Okay, there we go. Rematch. Uh, so, f some fun. Um, marijuana. Um, I, it's always been a social thing for me. Um, it's something that has made it easier and de-stress. And when I have someone over, it's like sharing a cup of tea or if they smoke, uh, I share a bowl with them. And I don't see people doing that with alcohol. Even it's like always be a Y O B, you know, bring your own beer. Mm. Um, and I, I don't see that with marijuana. It's more of a culture thing. For, would you get the same impression? Oh, I mean, I, I think that it definitely it's evolved that way. I think alcohol at one point in time became the, the tool of abuse for a generation. Um, and because of that, it, it, it became stigmatized as a social thing because it as a social 
medium uh, translated into alcoholism and, and familial neglect and all of these very interesting personal 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 uh, traumas on a whole generation. So then the way that they escaped that was by their own form of intoxication, for which for many was smoking, rather than whether that was cigarettes or or some other different kind of experience. Um, and so then that then became the new social, but it was a social was, which was almost generationally separated. You didn't really buy the people who drank together, didn't necessarily smoke together unless it was like a cigar with the drink. Right. Um, so I, I don't, I don't challenge that at all. I think about even in lodge and in Freemasonry, you know, it's very common to, uh, in many lodges, you don't drink at all um, because there is a standing stigma against alcohol because it's, you know, it's attributed both even in the prohibition to, just it's connected to a state of negativity. Right. Marijuana is not ever written in such a form. They say follow the law. They're like, don't break the law, of course. But you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't carry that. And I think in, in in society you see hippies gathered together. I mean, that's one of our favorite images here at Hippie Queen Productions is the idea of hippies, you know, passing the peace pipe. I think about the amount of times I've smoked at pagan festivals, at, at general backyard gatherings, cookouts, bonfires, like I've met some of the best people in my life, my family smoking, oh. not drinking. Fuck no. Yeah. Uh, because generally we look at uh, drinking will also make us, it's a depressant yeah. and the whole effect of it is a poison. It's shutting down the brain. Yeah. Um, marijuana. It's uh, what a dormant cell that's been activated. That's why you don't get the um, addiction like normal. Mm-hmm. normal kind of addiction here i'll join you on the bowl oh sweet beautiful let me load that up make that great i'll tell you what so we've got i've got 10 minutes and then i'm gonna I'm probably sign off right about right before the nine mark but let's figure out what we can do to make this an interesting nine minutes so uh i i guess the last thing no matter like if you're playing chess or whatever smoking marijuana uh it's the same thing i've i've always seen on sales and uh how to do well in anything is be genuine and it'll take you a lot farther than a lot of even just memorizing all the different moves and all the because then you have the interaction and you learn so much more and you can draw more from it you have a better experience and that isn't that the whole idea and uh, of expression and I sharing? I think yeah, you talk about right where where it goes beyond the self, where it really kind of enters into a new state of intimacy. Is it's not where it's it's not where you're alone. It's the purpose of a game. A game is not played by oneself. And if you think you're alone, you just can't see the other players, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Matt Hatter, I'm going to be honest, you're one of my favorite and, and most kind, genuine supporters and likewise friends when it oh, comes to the, in the new TikTok world. I always appreciate your, your humor, as dark and sadistic as it may be sometimes. <laughs> it is. Um, I, but you I, can, I've been told that you can really tell when I have a bad day on my TikToks. <laughs> you know, I think, again, you're genuine. Right. And that always shows, even if even if it's in spaces where it's like I didn't realize what I was being genuine about or what I was revealing. But in many spaces, anytime I see your content in your space, it has a genuine reflection. When the conversations we've had, despite the fact that you, you know, you, you mercilessly beat my ass in chess, um, I, I really enjoyed this opportunity. I enjoyed this chance to talk. Yeah, I did too. Thank you. 
Um, I appreciate you inviting me and getting this moment. It's uh, oh, dude, you're gonna be my. We're gonna, I think we're just gonna make this a weekly habit if you're ever available because this this was fun. I mean, one, it was a super simple, easy game. Didn't take up a whole lot of time. Being able to just kind of chill, shoot the shit, smoke a bowl with a good buddy. This is I'll, I'll live for this, digital or not. You know, I'm. We 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 can meet wherever we're found. Absolutely. Get that stash container loaded, and I'm gonna rip this bowl, and we're gonna. It's gonna be beautiful. So, like some big ideas of chess is you want to control the center of the board. That's that's the big big thing you want to do, or you're gonna struggle. What's the biggest uh, faux pas in chess? Uh, working two or more pieces together. Um, that's you gotta have it. Um, early game, mid mid game, end game. If you can start working your pieces together to achieve a goal you'll be doing all right. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, no, that's not bad. Bitch. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. That was, that was stunning. So that kind of thing. So it's trading, forcing, um, putting lines of sight. I mean, hanging pieces. Um, just like that how quickly can the game be lost i will find out (laughs) fuck run run away well i think next time what i'll do is i'm gonna if i if uh when i when i'm I'm gonna record our game and i'll add it to a video 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 visual and that way they'll get to see what nonsense is happening and how terrible i am at chess well also if you do play on chess that's chess plus uh chess.com um, you can actually see your analytics and it will give you one review a day. I don't um, think I need a breakdown on how much I suck. <laughs> but it'll also tell you what moves you could have made instead. Ah, yes. But if we're told what moves to make, dear brother, how can we discover what moves to make? Because remembering when you need to make it, it it's a whole nother thing. And it changes every time. It really does, because all it takes is one piece being in a different place, and it doesn't work. I mean, at one point in time, every move done on a board of chess was done for the first time, and at that point in time, forever repeated, right? hmm So, fair enough. Shit. That tracks. Hmm. So, for your farewell, what is uh, – tell me what would be your what's – your, what's your goal for 2022? Oh, my goal for 2022 is I'm really trying to understand businesses and really uh, get my first business going. Like, um, and I would like to really make something I'm proud of this year and hopefully help someone. Uh, That's what I try to do every day. But um, I think I would like to get some kind of uh, you've seen those old adventure stories mm-hmm. that you tell the story I would like to do one of those on YouTube but in VR ooh because I got the cameras and stuff it just getting the whole experience and then they can choose their adventure as they go through the YouTube video 
See, I think that's a hell of an experience. And I know for a fact, especially as things are developing, that's a goal. Well, let's talk about that more in the future. Let's see if there's anything that we could do at Hippie Queen Productions to help, uh, if nothing else, just be a sounding board, right? Cool. That sounds awesome. Be well, brother. Be well. I appreciate, again, getting my ass handed to me. But again, this was a great chance. I look forward to it. Many blessings. To you. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us, let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, we host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, hippiequeenproductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.